World Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copyvasta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepy Podsta, the Creepy Pasta Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Creepy Podsta. I'm the host, Jeff. Uh, I'm sitting here uh, right after recording our last episode. My very old cat is coming to visit. His name is Max. He's 17. He usually just comes to visit when he wants to eat people food. He especially likes to eat pieces of sandwiches uh, or potato chips um, or like stew. He, he enjoys stew. Uh, he's too weak to resist, so you can just, like, pick him up and cuddle with him, uh, cause he can't, like, scratch you and run away or anything. Um, I like Max a lot. He doesn't have hands, like the cat in the last episode, don't worry. He's not gonna bite my tongue out of my face and then speak with a British accent. But we wouldn't know if he did, because he'd be talking in your voice. Yeah, that's true. Welcome, yeah, Max it's, the cat, to creepy pasta. Yeah, you figured it out. I'm, I've the cat with hands. Uh, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I feel that way. You know what I'm saying? Oh uh, boy, no, I'm dumb. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> okay, so we have two guests on this show. Same guests as last week. Please welcome back to the show, Cassie Rose. Hello, Governor. Oh boy. <laughs> and also, welcome back to the show for her second appearance, Holly Gore. Good morning. I'm going to make the second appearance my best one yet. <laughs> I mean, that's the, obviously the goal, right? You, you never want to be like, mm, the last one was better. <laughs> That's true. Uh, although, sometimes that's happened for me with this show. I always try to get better and better at it, uh, but sometimes I'm just doing it because I don't want to miss a week, because I haven't missed a week yet. Right? That's I don't think I've missed a week. That's to shoot for. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've done this every week for, this will be like 67 <laughs> weeks or whatever. For an eternity. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm trapped in the bottom of this well uh, <laughs> for all eternity, and I just have to yell podcast out to whoever's <laughs> walking nearby. Uh, anyway, this uh, story was also suggested by uh, Ditch from Twitter, and it's from a blog of Japanese creepypastas mm. from the uh, 4chan precursor 2 channel. Uh, and this story is called Kisaragi Station. Holly, can you please tell us about this story with all of your expertise uh, of the land of Japan? <laughs> sure. Um, so Kisaragi Station basically takes place um, on a message board as a post between the person it's happening to and other users. And what's happening is the user who is riding the train, who's known as Hasumi, um, says that her train has apparently gone express and it hasn't made any of the regular stops and it's a little bit disarming. Um, the other people on the message board urge her to go see if the conductor has passed out or if anybody else on the train seems worried. Um, and through the course of their interactions with her, the train does make a stop and she gets off the train because she figures this is the best thing to do. But then she doesn't recognize the station that she's at. It's called Kisaragi Station. Um, other users tell her that they've never heard of that station before, that she shouldn't have left the train and to try to get back on it. Um, 
She's still able to um, call the police and her parents, so it's not like she's been warped into another dimension because she's also still able to post on this message board. Um, but she's mm. not in a familiar area. So from here, it starts to build up and she gets a little panicky and she decides to leave the station by walking along the train tracks, which is a horrible idea. And then it escalates even more. She sees an old man who lost a leg who meets her on the tracks and tell her to, like, go back. That's dangerous. Um, the message board people are all freaking out, wondering if she's real, if it's a troll, like, what's going on? Um, she makes it to a tunnel. She goes through the tunnel. Everyone on the message board is still freaking out. Uh, they say, like, that the tunnel's, like, to another world, that she's going to, like, lose her, her place on Earth. Um, and then she gets picked up by somebody in a car after going through the tunnel who's going to take her to a business hotel nearby. And then her next post is, oh, no, this isn't a nice guy. He's actually a creepy guy. And this might be my last post. So I'm going to run away. And it ends. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's pretty spooky. Um, so are either of you familiar at all with this type of anonymous uh, image board? I sure am. I am definitely not. <laughs> Cassie, what about you? Okay. So, uh, I was worried once I read this story, like, is this going to be completely incomprehensible for anyone unfamiliar with this type of message board? Uh, 2chan or 2channel uh, seems to work pretty much the same as its English language follow-up 4chan in that people can post anonymously, there are numbered, the posts all have numbers, uh, which eventually reset. Uh, I know on 4chan, occasionally, if it, if the number was, like, all the same digit, there would be a countdown uh, to try and get it, and that would be uh, fun to follow. So, like, alright, this is going to be post 999999 on this board, like, of all time, so we're counting down now. Um... But anyway, uh, so you see the numbers next to the posts on this. Luckily, someone color-coded it. If you're looking at it on the Saya in Underworld Blogspot website, uh, it's also available on uh, Bloomhouse.com and Creepypasta.com in a slightly edited form that takes out some of the weird message board stuff. Uh, the main thing about these message boards is you can post anonymously, um, and this board, um, it doesn't say what board it's from. Um, I think it was on the occult board. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, cause the, the, uh, tag for the anonymous, it doesn't just say anonymous, it says anonymous behind you. Um, also, it was posted on April Fool's Day, 2008, uh, so that is something to consider. Um, although, no, wait, I'm reading it wrong. Uh, it's, uh, oh man, the date is confusing, because I don't think that it's, uh, it's not the American date order, but it's also not, like, the British date order. Oh. It looks like it's maybe January 8th and 9th, 2004. I think it's year month day. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because it switches from eight to nine, and it obviously doesn't skip a year. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it looks like this is from more than 10 years ago, from uh, January 8th and 9th, 2004. Um Anyway, so this, uh, that's the, that's the, like, main thing to know. And then the other thing is, 
uh, something called a trip code, which is basically like you enter a password um, and a name, and it will show a randomized code next to your name so that people will know it's the same person uh, every time. Like, it's a special signifier on the anonymous board so that you can post under a known name so that people can't pretend to be you. And this Hasumi person is using a trip code, so we know every post by Hasumi is actually by Hasumi. Um, everyone else, who knows? They're all anonymous. Every single one of them. Oh. Um, uh, oh no, there's someone... I thought it was like yeah, a there's Yahoo another trip chat. code person, it looks like. No, no. It's, uh... It, it's, uh... Uh, can, could, were you able to be anonymous on Yahoo Chat at all? I just thought the person's name was, like, anonymous. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's the joke of the organization anonymous is, oh, man, this is a really prolific board where everyone, uh, where all the posts are by this one person named anonymous. Uh, and that sort that running joke sort of came, uh, uh, sort of exploded and got lost in the uh, rush for mainstream news to be like the hacker organization anonymous it's like no that's you're missing the joke of it <laughs> that it's one person named anonymous <laughs> okay that uh, makes but, sense like, obviously but... that's the reality yeah um, okay what are, what other things confuse you about um, this format what when the person was talking in the version that you shared, why it seemed like they were having a conversation like with themselves also, or was that just them talking to other people on the board? Uh, each little paragraph with a number before it is a different post on the board. Um, so you'll see uh, Anonymous behind you, and then other people are posting. Anonymous behind you is anyone. Like, that could be any person. All the pink-highlighted ones are Hasumi's posts, which eventually also say Hasumi at the front of them. Okay. So there could be, like, two other people taking part in this thread, or there could be 20 other people taking part in this thread. It's not really clear. Oh. I was confused, because yeah. it seemed like the person... I just thought it was two people, and I was like, why is this person talking to themselves? at some points in this story like an aside <laughs> no it's uh it's it's a minimum of two people more likely it's probably like a dozen or so people because it's like pretty late at night on an obscure board okay um sort of the the equivalent english language 4chan board is x which is the paranormal board um and that is um, sort of where a lot of creepypastas took off. I know Candle Cove got shared there a lot back in the day. Um, but yeah, this seems to be one of those boards. So this might have been written as a story, or it might have been uh, being played as a prank, or it might have been someone actually having some sort of spooky, confusing thing happen to them. Uh, that's the least likely thing. But anyway, this is uh, sort of like Ben Drowned taken from message board posts uh, rather than like Candle Cove, which was just written to look like message board posts. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, so <laughs> a lot of this sort of relies on just uh, explaining the details of both Japanese culture and uh, random image board culture. Um, even uh, 
it's hard because mobile internet in 2004 uh, was not really a thing in the US, but in Japan, they had it, uh, obviously, because this person is posting from their phone in 2004. Even earlier than that, uh, like you could plug your Game Boy into a Game Boy modem and trade Pokemon over the internet back in Pokemon Crystal version, uh, which was like 2002, I think, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, so what do you guys think of this story? Uh, Holly, how did this one strike you? It's, I mean, yeah, like you said, there's so many elements of Japanese culture in this. Even when it starts, um, Hasumi says, can I speak, like, can I speak about this ghost, guys? That's <laughs> happening? Like, she doesn't even be like, hey, I think there's something really creepy. It's like, do I have permission to talk about the ghost train that I'm on? And then someone else says, sure, go ahead. Um, so I liked all those little elements that you definitely don't pick up on unless you kind of have uh, a little bit of knowledge of like Japan or message boards or whatnot. Um, but if you do have that, the story is extra special. Like even, uh, Kisaragi station can be read as demon station, oh. uh, the kanji for it. So that's another level that you wouldn't pick up on until somebody, uh, points it out to you. It was good, and I really enjoyed it up until the end, because I wanted, like, the tunnel to, I don't know, maybe not be tra a transport to a different world, but when she walks through the tunnel, and then she gets in the car, and then the car just turns out to be another crazy guy, I just, that's where I got disappointed, because mm. he, like, who, who is this guy? Like, I was all interested in the train, the train station, the train tracks, the train tunnel, and then it switches to a car and a guy, which is, like, it feels like a different thing, like a different story. Um, so I was kind of bummed with how it ended. Yeah, it sort of has a real bummer ending, <laughs> which uh, I wasn't expecting. I thought maybe I thought maybe it would be resolved, and she'd either escape or be like, there's a demon coming after me, goodbye. But she's just sort of like, maybe I'll post again, I don't know if this is actually scary, and then it is just gone. Yeah, it's yeah, like one of those... Cop there's drums endings. behind me and there's louder and louder. Exactly. Yeah, it's uh it's so it's such a strange choice, but I guess it's just sort of someone like dicking around on the um the internet, so it doesn't really have to be it doesn't have to make sense. Um but I still kinda wanted it to. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Cassie, did this story make sense to you as someone who is less familiar with image boards and Japan, or is it all just sort of clicking now that we're explaining it? Um, now that you're talking about it, it's making sense, but at, at the time it made, I thought it made sense to me because I thought it was just two people having a conversation on a message board. Uh, it makes a little more sense now. Um, I couldn't figure mm. out while I was reading if I wasn't getting it because it had been translated into another language from another language or if it was just written poorly but I think it was a little bit of everything working against itself for me unfortunately <laughs> mm. yeah that makes sense it um yeah it's certainly a uh like it makes some amount of 
sense, but uh, it does have some esoteric elements that I was sort of surprised about because you usually don't see, uh, like a lot of times you'll see a story on no sleep and the entire story is about some specific piece of culture and it's very clear that the writer has no idea how that thing works. <laughs> uh, like I was reading a story that was about an Uber driver and the Uber driver being like, okay, I don't want any more customers after this. I just want to go home. And then they get a customer. It's like, that's not how Uber works. <laughs> like, as soon as they're ready to not take more passengers, they just don't. Like, they're, they're, you'll never, as an Uber driver, be forced to go pick someone up. You can just click as soon after you've taken your last fare, you can just be like, I'm not going to take more fares. <laughs> as, so that, but, uh, but this didn't really have any of that problem because it sort of took place like in real time. And so all of the, uh, obviously all of the Japan and uh, image board stuff makes perfect sense because it's actually from that place. Uh, so I was like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I'm on board. I get this now. Um, so that was interesting to me. Um, uh, I guess we sort of hinted at this, uh, but f if our listeners don't know, Holly lived in Japan for a few years, uh, which is why she is uh, an expert uh, on the language and culture in a way that uh, me and Cassie are not. Um, I can tell you all about Japanese ghosts. I brought one with me. <laughs> Uh, there's a bunch of you. You brought up the uh, the thing about Kisaragi meaning devil. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff like that that just doesn't translate in this story. That is just put in footnotes where something will be spelled with different characters, but uh, pronounced the same. So there's like sort of a double meaning to it, uh, and we just don't really have that in English. The closest we could get would be, like, uh, homophones, but that never, you would never, you, like, usually just do that to make puns. Mm-hmm. I do like um, that the Saya in the Underworld blog, it does have um, notes down at the bottom if you scroll past, the uh, click here for the next part of the story. Um, yeah. The writer does go into the explanation, which is nice for, you know, just to have that extra information. Yeah, this uh, this this uh, translator Saya Yomino has uh, translated all these stories and also put a bunch of footnotes to talk about, um, like what, like why why was this translated in this way? Like, what does this specific uh, thing mean? Because um, the people originally reading this story would be Japanese people reading it in Japanese, so all of this stuff would make sense. But when mm -hmm. you translate it, uh, sort of like when you get a manga and there's the translator's notes at the back being like, mm, we had to just like get rid of that joke because it didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think it's interesting because um, we've done translated stories on here before, but none of them um, quite this translated. Does that make sense? Mm, it doesn't really. Uh, it's a... It's like, it's very much a uh, Japanese uh, internet story, and yes. to translate it for people who are not necessarily familiar with Japan or the internet um, requires a lot of work. Um, so it's interesting because we've done stories from this blog before, but they're all pretty self-explanatory uh, and maybe have like a flavor of Japanese ghosts, but don't really uh, require that many footnotes to explain what's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, as this one. Um, 
Did you guys find this story scary? Cassie, was this scary for you? I did not find this scary at all. And I am on a delay and I apologize. (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) Holly, how about you? Was this a scary one for you? No, I didn't find it scary. It definitely held my attention. I thought it was interesting. But just the swerve at the end, if it had been some kind of monster or other world creature at the end that she meets or maybe gets like vanished by, I would have thought it was scary. But just the ending that she finds a guy, um, it kind of sucked the enthusiasm out of it for me. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I was creeped out by it towards the beginning. But yeah, like you guys, just sort of the, uh, the ending just does doesn't land for me um but it's i liked it but uh it also isn't really much of a story like it's not great um but yeah i liked it well enough uh what was the now we've established that it was not particularly scary but what was the spookiest part for you, Cassie, go first. Okay. Um, so I guess just this idea of ending up in a place that you don't recognize and you can't find it on a map and no one can help you and you're kind of just trapped there is probably that idea is the most spooky to me. Yeah, I, uh, that is definitely something that I don't like at all. That's too scary. <laughs> um, Holly, how about you? What is the, the scariest aspect or, uh, line in this story for you Mm, i mean yeah definitely echoing the the getting lost because i get lost so easily and it's so frustrating i'm so bad with directions and it like sends me into a tailspin when i like can't figure out like the right way to go and i just start walking in like circles um but probably when she's walking along the train tracks and like she sees a one-legged man like i i wanted so much more about that she just says, yeah, a one-legged man told me to stay off the tracks. Like, what did he look like? Was he, like, did he look like a ghost? Did he, like... Yeah, was this a guy, or was this, like, a monster man? Yeah, um, and why is he warning her? Like, you would think if it was a ghost, he'd be like, come here, I'm gonna make you a ghost, too. <laughs> but no, he's telling her, like, don't do what you're doing, like, go back to the station. Yeah, we can tell he's not a ghost, because he's not defeated by politeness the way most Japanese ghosts are. Mm-hmm. Uh, the solution on a lot of Japanese Japanese ghost stories is to just be like, uh, I'm sorry, ghost, I don't really want to be in this situation. And then they're like, oh, my bad, and they leave. Totally. Uh, yeah, there's a specific one, uh, oh, the, the, like, red vest, blue vest one, where it's like a bathroom ghost that's gonna either, like, tear you apart or strangle you to death, uh, and he asks if you want, uh, the red paper or the blue paper, uh, and you're supposed to answer, uh, no thanks, and then he doesn't kill you, and then there's one where it's, like, a woman with a scarred face, yeah, and, exactly. um, yeah, what, uh, what's the answer, she has, like, a scarred face and she asks if she's beautiful, right? But I forget uh-huh. the right answer. And if you say yes, she gives you a cut. If you say no, um, she murders you. But if you say, like, I'm sorry, I don't have time, or, like, I'm sorry, like, I have somewhere to be, she leaves you alone. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, the only way to win is to not play. Um, So that's interesting. And I love that that's Um, an option. That's such, like, a a cool extra level on it for me. Yeah, we never have that in, in, like, American or even British horror stories. It's always like, there's a ghost, and there's no way to stop it from getting you. Uh, Which is a different type of horror, but I sort of like the idea of a ghost being like a riddle you can solve. Like, if I just if I make the right choice, I can get out of this situation is is pleasing to me. Um, 
I think for me, the spookiest part of this story is like the um the like reactions from the other people being like, "This is so strange." Like, what is I I'm googling and I don't see. Well, probably not Google at the time. Like, I'm searching and I don't see this station anywhere. Like, I've never heard of this. Are you okay? Where are you? Did you misread the sign? Uh, and then there's one person. There's a a bunch of people. Um, because this person is a young lady being like sort of um like protective of her. Like, you can't can't go back to the station anymore, sweetie. If you do, you'll get spirited away. Just run to the tunnel. It should be nearer than you think. And then, uh, just calm down and listen to Big Bro, okay? Go to the place from where the sounds of drum are coming. There must be someone who's beating the drum. Um, I think it's really sort of... It's like... The spookiest part for me is that there's all these people trying to help and they just can't because it's over the internet. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously this is like not a real thing. Uh, but, uh, still it's interesting that aspect of it. Um, anyway, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Yeah. Any final thoughts on, uh, Kisaragi station? It was enjoyable, but I, I wouldn't say it's a creepy pasta. Mm. It's just a neat internet story. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it definitely uh is something that gets spread around in the same viral way and it's I guess technically a, a spooky story but it's just not very spooky. Uh which is fine. Sometimes it's nice to not have to read something about people like eating blood or dying or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um Um wait, uh, I want to tell the people where they can find you online. Oh, I was going to say one more thing about uh this story yes. is it kind of reminded me of Joe Hill's short story Wolverton Station, which is actually about a guy who's on a train in England and then it suddenly takes a detour to like this crazy mystical place full of wolves instead of people, but they're dressed like people. Uh, yeah, I haven't, I've read a couple Joe Hill things, but not that one. Mm. Um, so you can go right into your plugs too if you if you hear this in okay. ten seconds or whatever. <laughs> um, so you can find me as per usual, um, Twitter, Instagram, and Goodreads as Yerkmonger. That is Y R C H M O N G R. I kind of almost forgot how to spell that. And uh, also on my book blog, bibliomantics.com. And you can especially not <laughs> find me on a train to nowhere because nope. <laughs> Uh, Holly, uh, is there anything you would like to promote? I know there wasn't last week, and this is literally moments later, <laughs> but I figure I would ask, because I have to ask every episode. Well, actually, in the time between then and now, I've gotten several sponsors, and I would love to talk to them in depth. Um, <clears throat> no, I don't have anything to promote. Uh, you can't find me anywhere online. I don't exist. I've actually been summoned by Jeff via, uh, what is it? A crux? A horror fix? I'm like really Smoke bad. Signal. Yeah. Um, just to come in and do this podcast and then I'll go back to like my eternal realm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? Hold on. What thing were you actually trying to say you were summoned by? <laughs> <laughs> so when you have like the pentagram on the ground and you put in like five items to summon something. Oh, um, I guess like a summoning circle. Yeah. But I feel like there's like a specific name for it. What was the name you came up with? A horror crux, but I don't think that's it. No, that's a Harry Potter thing. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, alright. Uh, you can find me, weaponizedlanguage.com. Um, funtimes.online, same website. 
J3FK on Twitter. You can go and listen to all my other podcasts, more episodes of this show. Please rate, review, subscribe. Please subscribe and reblog on Tumblr, weaponizedlanguage.tumblr.com. I think there's also a link on the main page of the website. Uh, go to patreon.com slash jeffjk. You can get uh, bonus episodes where I talk about other like random stuff. Sometimes I just like put my phone on the dashboard in the car on my hour-long drive home, and I talk to myself for like 45 minutes to an hour, and I post that up there, and people seem to enjoy it. Um, but you can get all of the old things of that, like if you jump on now, you're getting the best possible deal because you're getting all the old ones with only having to pay a dollar a month. Uh, so please pay me a dollar a month. Thank you. Um, that's, uh, that's all we have for this episode. And I don't think I have a good ending line. So bye.